Jen, it's Fantasy Festivus. Yeah. Time to air your fantasy grievances. Who let you down this week? I'm going to go with the entire running back landscape. Let me down <laughs> this week. I mean, you guys has have, has. Uh, listen, I know that running back. You know, it's one of the. Listen, it's the reason that zero RB was created as a strategy. Running back as a whole, there are issues every year, but I feel like this year is so much worse. I like personally on a team that this last week, I started Mike Boone. And Rashad White, no joke. Those were my two running backs this past week. If you go to the waiver wire, it is tumbleweeds and there's nothing. There's absolutely nobody there that's usable. And even the guys that, you know, you come to count on like someone like say Aaron Jones, like he's not even usable. Yeah, It's, it's so ugly. Um, but you know, the good thing, and I saw someone this today was talking about on Twitter. It keeps us on our toes, right? It humbles us as analysts. We think we know everything and we obviously don't. Makes you want to go and grab some of those uh, backups, some of those players, just mm-hmm. in case maybe next week they'll be relevant. At least we're seeing some uh, some less Merck and guys like Ramonde Stevenson and uh, things like that happening. But I'm with you. The running back landscape, just that's all I have to say about it. Ugh. Now let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone. A little delayed, but we're here to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me are my excellent co-hosts, Jen Akins and Chris Allen. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. A little bit more optimistic after this last week. I got to watch Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase like, go back home to New Orleans and yeah. play win. Sorry to the Saints fans, but I was just happy to see that happen and the team get back on track, or at least for this week. We'll see how things go. But other than that, like, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, Jen, how you doing? I'm well. You know, chugging along through the season. We we crossed the third of the way mark uh, for the regular season. Not the fantasy season, but the regular. Um, I guess we're more than a third of the fantasy season. But yeah, I'm uh, doing well. Excited to chat a little streaming this week. Brandon, what you got going on? Oh, not much. Just excited to be here and see your two smiling faces once again this week. My favorite time of the week and glad for everyone listening in. As a reminder, this is our weekly streaming episode where we'll be emphasizing hot pickups and the primary streaming positions. That's quarterback, tight end, kicker, and defense. Uh, Let's check out how we did last week. So our sleeper streamer of the week, Geno Smith, that game was kind of a dud across the board. 19th quarterback there, uh, still in the QB2 uh, territory and still worth I, I think having on the roster and things of that sort, but that that game was sure kind of a bummer across the board. Uh, your other quarterback, though, Chris, Jimmy Garoppolo, ninth, ninth he did in that game, a uh, couple touchdowns to Brandon Ayuk. Disappointing outcome for 49ers fans, but not if you started Jimmy Garoppolo and listened to Chris as a streamer. Uh, Jen, tight ends, yes. uh, wasteland. Tight end is a, always a wasteland. Taysom Hill let everybody down at 25th. Hayden Hurst at 27th, Will Disley all the way down at 44th. Uh, but Daniel Bellinger, who you've been talking about for a couple weeks now, mm-hmm. sixth, and he yep. got in the end zone again. He seems to be uh, a guy who's going to keep finding the end zone. Are you excited about Bellinger, Jen? Yeah, we're going to get into him in a little bit for the tight end streaming portion because he's there again. Nice, nice. I love it. Uh, kicker streaming, uh, you did good there. Hopkins yeah. and Myers uh, tied for the kicker three with 13 points. Uh, Amendola all the way down at kicker 25. Uh, once again, a, kind of a disappointing game. But Hopkins and Myers, 
tied for kicker three. Well done, Jen. Well Thank done. Thank you. Yeah, you were saying Seattle was a dud, but I was about to say not for kicker. Not for kicker. No, not yeah. for kicker. Uh, defense streaming options uh, was a tale of two uh, results. I, I highly recommended the Patriots who were tied for fourth. I like them going again this week. Uh, I kind of said the other side of that game would be okay too, but the Browns 28th, no good. Uh, and then deep streaming, I liked the Bears. They were tied for 11th. So not too bad. I'll give myself a, a B minus or a C plus on this this week. Uh, week seven buys, Bills, Rams, Vikings, Eagles. So definitely going to be some streaming uh, need this week. I know I have to replace Dallas Goddard in half Same. of my leagues. <laughs> uh, so so let's start us out as we always do with our top quarterback streamer of the week. That's our sleeper streamer of the week. Chris, which quarterback is your number one sleeper streamer for week seven? We don't have at least a cool graphic like for for this week. It's not as cool as the Ryan Tannehill one that we had a couple weeks ago with the dog. But no, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Marcus Mariota for uh, for this week. And typically, and like I wrote up in the column, like this week, I've normally gone with quarterbacks that have at least like high passing volume. Like typically, we look for the guys that are either you know top ten, top twelve, and pass rate over expectation, neutral passing on early downs, like all that passing volume that we want from our quarterback. But no, Marcus Mariota doesn't have any of that. Like as of right now, he has fewer dropbacks than Jared Goff and Derek Carr, like through like through uh, through last week. And both of those both those teams were on by. So it's really just about like the rushing acumen, like the rushing yards or uh, rushing production he's being able to put up. I mean, he's third, I believe, in desired rushing attempts, like just behind uh, like Jalen Hurts, folks of that nature. And going up against the Cincinnati Bengals like this week, I mean, just last week, I mean, without DJ Reader in the lineup for the Bengals, they gave up 164 rushing yards like to the Saints just in the first half. Now, if we saw like what Marcus Mariota was capable of doing like last week in San, San Francisco's defense, we know that Arthur Smith is willing to continue to lean on their running game. According to our own director of analytics, Sam Hoppin, like they have been, uh, the Falcons are 31st in pass rate over expectation. So while it might be a bit more volatile of a play, we do know the upside that comes with betting on uh, rushing production or rushing quarterbacks. So if Marcus Merida fits in that mold, I'd say he was he's a step above, let's say, another recommendation that I would have, like an honorable mention, like for me, at least uh, being Justin Fields for this week. But I think Marcus Merida carries the upside con uh, considering the pass catchers that he has like, uh, attached to him and also the matchup for this week. So based off of all that, I mean, I would say Marcus Merida would be my top streaming candidate for week seven. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, that's our sleeper streamer of the week. Top quarterback option. Don't forget listener sleepers, the fastest growing fantasy platform with excellent custom settings for fantasy commissioners. I'm talking dynasty redraft IDP, you name it. They've got it easily accessible, wildly mobile friendly. So go download the app and join or start a league today. So Chris, uh, I know you've got more quarterback streaming options for us. So uh, if you can't get Marcus Mariota, because I've noticed he's rostered in a few of the leagues that I uh, that I checked checked out for uh, this week because I need to replace Jalen Hurts. Uh, <laughs> so who else should I be looking at? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is another guy that you could take a look at. And I know that Jimmy Garoppolo, he popped up like for a good game like last week like, uh, against against the Falcons. And this is more not just about like the matchup. I mean, the Chiefs like so far, they've been what, 27th, 28th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks like so far throughout the season. But it's also about like what Patrick Mahomes can do on the flip side of the ball. And beforehand, if I had like just a couple of weeks ago or even probably just like coming into last week, if you told me it was going to be the Chiefs against the 49ers, I would have been like, ah, you know, 49ers defense has been playing well. Miko Ryan's going to be head coach like next season. Just, I mean, leading a bunch of monsters on defense. I'm not interested in that game. 
But after seeing what the Falcons were capable of doing last week, I mean, not just the, the rushing production from Mariota, but also the play action passing that was like heavily involved, like in the Atlanta's passing game, but also some of the like the short, quick passing here would do, even getting Kyle Pitts involved. I mean, we saw Kyle Pitts actually into the end zone on U.S. soil last week, people. So with all that, I mean, if that game plan was capable of cracking the code in a sense, like for the against the 49ers, just think about what Andy Reid and the Chiefs can do. And so if now if we're putting it into a, a situation where Jimmy Garoppolo has to be in comeback mode, they have to essentially not necessarily ditch like their rushing game plan that they typically have had so far. I mean, they've been towards like bottom 10, bottom 12 and pass order of expectation since Jimmy Garoppolo took over. But at least it puts them in a passing game script that at least enables us to, one, take advantage of a chief secondary, which has allowed 250, 275 passing yards per game throughout the entire season so far, but also allows us to get access to the pass catchers that we know are good after the catch, whether it's Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, who we saw pop up for two touchdowns, even George Kittle getting involved as well. So, I mean, given all that, I mean, what we expect to be a high passing script, like for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo is another like top streaming candidate, just given the environment that he's going to be in in week seven. Excellent. Excellent. I, I like grabbing Jimmy Garoppolo. I had him last week in a couple leagues and he worked out really, really well. I like that. Uh, I want to go back and ask Jen a quick question about Marcus Mariota. If you don't mind, Jen, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Uh, you brought up Mariota, who I also really like uh, as a streaming option this week. Atlanta, um, they won. They beat San Francisco. Are we worried, Jen? Like, should we see Desmond Ritter at some point or or is this enough? Like Mariota and they're winning just enough and Arthur Smith seems committed to this. I mean, do you think we're going to see Mariota all season? I mean, I think for now, I think we should see Desmond Ritter. I think it's a good idea to see him at some point. Um, I don't know if we will. I don't know if Arthur Smith, you know, he seems pretty like staunch in, in what he wants to do um, as far as usage of the players he has and whatnot. So, um, I mean, I guess if they continue to squeak out wins here and there, then we may not see him. But I think it would behoove the Falcons in general uh, to put him in there at some point. Deep run, deep quarterback draft class coming up. I'm with you. Um, along the same lines, Chris, before you get to your next quarterback streamer, we see Taylor Haneke is going to be starting in Washington this week. Um, Carson Wentz out a few weeks. Uh, I see Taylor Henneke is suspiciously not uh, on your list of quarterback streaming options, which is just shocking to me. But I'm curious, uh, with this team two and four, right? Mm -hmm. uh, probably not in the playoff picture. Could we see Sam Howell at some point? Because he was, uh, I know he's a fifth rounder, but he was highly touted and dropped much further than people expected in the draft. Could, could and should we see Sam Howell at some point? Yeah, and that was part of the reason why I didn't have him on this list for right now, because if I go even back, like not even to like last week or beforehand, like even go to the offseason, like before they made this, before the commanders made this trade for Carson Wentz, if they knew that this was going to be a team that was not necessarily in rebuild mode, but they didn't really need to sink a bunch of, a bunch of assets like into the quarterback position, but they made this trade like for Carson Wentz when they already had a relatively cheap quarterback like already in the already in the building that could i mean they played in the playoff game against Tampa Bay what was it like 2 years ago 3 seasons ago or something along those lines i mean so they had a cheap quarterback that was already there but they made this choice in order to go out and get Carson Wentz and put them in the situation that they're in right now so if they were already willing to essentially I mean, toss Taylor Heineke aside and then they also have drafted Sam Howell as well it just it didn't instill me with enough confidence to say that if Taylor Heineke like were to start the game, but then he throws a pick or 
has a turnover or something along those lines so they don't wind up yanking him at some point and then just putting the rookie in in place of him at this point so i'm in more of a wait and see type of mode not to say that i think they play green bay this week if i'm remembering correctly so not to say that the packers defense is you know super formidable at this point they're trying to find themselves so if i have any sort of positive takeaway like from this game then you'll probably see them right up for next week Excellent. I like that. I like that. Uh, Jimmy Johnston chimed in the chat. Hi, Jimmy. Uh, sounds like they agree with your next option. So let's get back to your quarterback list and uh, stop me from delaying you further. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I was of two minds about this. Like I originally thought that Matt Ryan would be like my number one or like my top streaming candidate for, for this week. I mean, why not? Dude just pulled out 300 push yards, like multiple touchdowns. Like Michael Pittman had just like went absolutely bonkers with like 13 catches on like 16 targets or something wild. He's still catching balls right now. That, I, I, I would not catching. doubt that. I would not doubt that in the slightest. So it's just, if you see the results, how can he not be like the top candidate? Well, I mean, just looking at it a bit more, it was like, it was tough for me to say that this is a scenario that's bound to happen again. Because last week, I mean, or on Sunday, Matt Ryan had a plus 11% like pass rate over expectation. Whereas in every other week, like prior to, they've been pretty much like 0% or just like a completely balanced team or even negative pass rate of expectation with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines in the lineup. I don't know which of the two are going to be back this week. But look, it seemed like, I think if I remember correctly, Jonathan Taylor had at least a couple limited practices or at least one limited practice last week. Both are uh, both are a very strong possibility to play this week. That's what it sounded like to me. So with both of them back in the lineup, should we expect the same passing tendencies to occur this week, which leaves me with some doubt? But given the matchup, I mean, Titans right now, I mean, 27th, 28th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to the quarterback against wide re uh, wide receivers and tight ends. They're like bottom three, bottom four. I mean, the matchup does set up well for pretty much all of the pass catching options for them. And so if this is going to be another situation where the running backs like Deion Jackson are going to get like a 20% target share in a single ridiculous. game, <laughs> then sure. I mean, Matt Ryan is definitely going to be a top option, but I just, I can't project that type of workload for them like two weeks straight. So that's why he's more of a deeper streaming option. The matchup's good. We do know the offense can be competent at times, but I just can't project that volume on a week-to-week -week basis when it's just one single game where we've seen him completely go off the rails and be the Matt Ryan that we saw at times when he was still in Atlanta. I, I love that Deion Jackson like just must have watched Devontae Freeman film like yeah, injected Devontae Freeman yeah. into it. It was fun. It was fun to watch that. So, uh, and you've got a bonus guy for us this week, right, Chris? Yeah, the last guy I'll talk about is Bailey Zappi. I at least have to bring him out because it looks like there's some like sense like I don't know. People are talking about a quarterback controversy or whatever. Or maybe just building, you know, because the media it's needs to talk he's about better, something. Chris. It's because he's better. I don't know about all that. I'm not going to say like one way or the other. But if you check out my column on 44.com, I at least try to compare both Zappy and Mac Jones as best as I possibly could. From like passing success rate, completion percent over, over expected, how the offense has responded in terms of offensive yards per drive, blah, 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 blah. But for the most part, I mean, the quarterbacks are essentially the same. It's that meme from the office where it's like corporate wants you to find the difference between these two pictures and it's the same picture. I mean, they are pretty much the same. The only difference is that Bailey Zappi has been like more accurate. Like his completion percentage over expected is much higher than Mac Jones, which is cool. I mean, it's allowed them to have a few more drives, be a bit more productive on offense. And of course, he's had more touchdowns. The QB wins crowd, I'm sure, probably wants to like crown Bailey Zappi as like the you know starting quarterback moving forward. But 
I will just say that Mac Jones pushed the ball down further. I mean, he has been at least been more productive from a yards per drive perspective, like all those other things that we want our quarterbacks to be. But regardless, they are playing the Bears. Offensive line for New England has been doing fairly well so far. And we've seen Tyquan Thornton playing well, Hunter Henry getting in the mix, and we know what uh, Ramondre Stevens can be as a pass catcher. So if you are in a pinch, you can't get any of the top guys, need a replacement, it does seem like Bailey Zappi would be like, again, a deep, a deep play like for you in week seven. I love it. I like this. And our producer, Sal, will be very excited about uh, the, the Bailey Zappi being mentioned on this uh, podcast today. So thank you so much, Chris. Uh, Jen, it's time to talk about everybody's least favorite position in fantasy football, the tight end position. I know. I, I was going to say, I think gets, kicker, I know, yeah. I don't... But, but I think I've seen enough hate. But like kicker, people want to go away. Tight end, people loathe with every uh, bit fiber in them, right? There's like two fantasy managers in every league that's happy with their tight end situation. Everybody else is miserable. So. <laughs> yeah, and I I happen to be um a miserable uh one in all but one. I have Mark Andrews in one league um and the rest of them I am fending off with everybody else, but you know, I I've got some streamers this week. Um you know, the good news, you know, we'll get to kicker in a little bit and the kicker the bye weeks are are brutal for kickers. I mean, there's four good kickers that are gone. Um but tight ends, there's no one, you know, other than Dallas Goddard um, the other three teams are are not, you know, your your boy Tyler Higby and and Knox and Irv Smith. So it's kind of like they're fodder anyway. So it's not that bad. But um, all right, let's get into it. I guess uh, the number one uh, uh, streamer tight end <laughs> that we're doing this week is Evan Ingram. Uh, he is revenge game. Evan Ingram against nice. the Giants. Yes. Against the Giants, he always is always like a revenge game. Always love a revenge game, and this is a legit revenge game. I mean, he was a giant for you know a significant amount of time, so yeah, exactly. It's not like the random cup of coffee revenge game, but this is legit. I mean, he was there for a while. Um, he is 36% rostered. Um, just like the rest of the tight end position, he's not sexy at all, he's not even consistent. However, um, you know, he's actually fourth in targets over the last two weeks, he has 16 targets in the last two weeks. Uh, so he's fourth among tight ends in that little category. And, you know, the Giants are 25th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. They just allowed Mark Andrews to drop 18.25 half PPR points last week. So good matchup, not sexy, but if you need him, he is uh, he's only 36% rostered and he is there. Second guy on the list is the guy we've already mentioned, Daniel Bellinger of the Giants in the opposite side of the ball there against the Jags uh, in, in uh, Jacksonville. He's only 3% rostered. Well, as, as Brandon mentioned, he's found the end zone two weeks in a row now. Uh, he had one rushing and one receiving touchdown. Um, he's seen five balls twice in the last four contests. You know, the, the, the Jags are no slouch, though, when it comes to tight ends. So, you know, they're, it's not a fantastic matchup. Um, but the Giants are depleted in weapons, and so Bellinger is probably going to be in the mix again. So if you need him, he's there, and he's on 97% of Yahoo rosters. So I'm excited about Daniel Bellinger. I mean, it's yeah, kind of yeah you know, it, it's kind of fun when a rookie actually – you know, is, is productive yeah. if, on, at the tight end position because it doesn't happen very often. Next guy, uh, a streamer, is another rookie, actually, uh, Greg Dulcich from uh, the, the Broncos. And you guys know I was all over him this offseason. I have a ridiculous, a ridiculous amount of best ball shares, which finally paid off last week. Came right in the game after being on the IR and scored a touchdown. In fact, he scored the only touchdown for the Broncos uh, on Monday night, which is actually pathetic. Uh, but yeah, he returned from the IR for a tight end nine performance in half PPR points. I mean, the Broncos are not great, and now Russell Wilson is possibly out. So 
it's not a fantastic situation, but he's only on 2% of rosters. I have a feeling he's going to be a hot waiver wire pickup just because tight end is so gross. So any kind of glimpse of anything that we want to hang on to, it's like, Ooh, we had a touchdown. All right. Everyone's all in on Dulcich. So, and his um, hair, his hair had his like five phenomenal. targets on yeah. his own. I mean, yeah. His, so yes. if you can't get Dulcich, pick up his hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I have one, one little bonus guy, um, for the a deep cut and that's Juwan Johnson. I understand that Taysom Hill is there too and all of that, but Arizona is absolutely like a freaking sieve to tight ends. They're 31st uh, in tight ends. They, they're allowing everything to the tight end. And uh, Juwan Johnson is only 1% rostered. So everyone's going after Taysom Hill. If he's, you know, a quarterback in whatever site you play on or whatever, you can go for Juwan Johnson. There's also Adam Troutman. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen there. But one of those guys may, uh, you know, get in this week just because of uh, their opponent. The, uh, that's kind of sneaky. Target. I like that. I like I mean, Juwan Johnson as a sneaky yeah, option. It's a deep cut just based on matchup alone. Uh, you know, they're they're I mean, Alave is back and uh, but there's they still don't have a lot of people there to catch the ball. So, you know, might as well take a swing if you have to. And if you're in a, you know, 16, 18 team league and there's absolutely nothing left. There you I go. I love it. Uh, shout out to Will Terrell who showed up. Hates defense. Uh, that's the worst position. Uh, hi, Will. We love Will. Uh, <laughs> Michael King, this is a hibiscus. Hibiscus uh, LaCroix is what I'm drinking right now. Thank you very much Ooh. for asking. Uh, and I like Dubes better than uh, Michael Gallup. Anyone have an argument uh, for Gallup over Dubes? I think they're pretty similar, to be honest. I mean, yeah. you, you're kind of in the same boat. One of them is probably going to do well, and one of them is probably going to be not for alternating weeks. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I guess my my only I guess my only take would be that with Dak coming back, there could be a bit more intrigue for Gallup. You know, they had like a pretty solid connection, and they need to find like some more explosive plays like on the perimeter. It can't just be C.D. Lamb like doing his thing like week in week out, or Noah Brown or whomever. Uh, so I, I do think there's a bit more upside there, but I can understand folks want to stick with dudes. That makes sense. Makes sense. All right, Jen. Now let's go to uh, a, a, a position that I like. I like. I kicker. do too. You yeah. know, I do. I love myself a kicker. And you know what? Last week, like we said, uh, to you know, I had, I had a pretty good week in the kicker department. Actually, in my streaming article, um, three of the five were among the top seven uh, in in kicker kicker points last week so i'm kind of proud of that excellent um yeah excellent. yeah good week all right so anyway uh this week's a pretty good week like i said unfortunately we are missing four really good kickers uh we are missing uh tyler bass we're missing matt gay we're missing greg joseph and we're missing jake elliott so um a lot of people are going to probably have to stream or do something of the sort so let's get into it uh streamer number one is taylor bertolette for the chargers <laughs> playing against seattle uh, yeah, playing against Seattle, he is currently 0% rostered. Uh, Dustin, Dustin Hopkins was ruled out today, um, which is exciting. Um, but not exciting, but exciting for Taylor Bartlett. Not for Dustin. <laughs> for Taylor Bartlett and his family, I'm sure they're That's very excited. We wish you well, Dustin Hopkins. No, Dustin, yeah. no, Dustin listen, he was a champ last night. If anyone watched the game on Monday night, uh, he kicked a lot of field goals uh, hurt the entire time. So mm -hmm. my point was it's exciting for Taylor Bartlett. I just, I like having new kicker, like fresh blood. It's just kind of fun. But, and it's also exciting for people. I guess my point when saying that is that he's 0% rostered. So people can actually get a kicker. That's probably going to, you know, so Taylor Bartlett, um, actually in, in week five, he was perfect. He, he was, he was three for three in field goals and three for three in extra points. Uh, the chargers are uh, six and a half point favorites at home. And they actually, with all the, with all the buys, 
The Chargers actually have the highest implied team total of the week at 29 this week. So Bartlett is my number one streamer, and he is on 100% of rosters at the moment. I mean, at least when I wrote this, I'm sure people have picked him up throughout the day if you can. Uh, second guy is Jason Sanders of the Dolphins at home against Pittsburgh. He is on 92% of rosters. Uh, the Dolphins are seven-point favorites at home over the Steelers. I, I don't know about that number, but that's what it is. Um, and their uh, team implied total is 25.75. You got two a back. Uh, you know, that offense will probably get a little spark there. So Jason Sanders is there if you need him. Uh, third guy, it's actually a two-parter depending on what happens with injury. We got Matt Prater slash Rodrigo Blankenship. He's back, baby. You guys know I love Rodrigo. He was signed today. I'm thrilled um, about that. But so, yeah, Matt Prater has a hip injury. I don't know. I think he almost went last week, so he he probably will go. But if not, Rodrigo's there. Uh, Prater is 16% rostered. I love the fact that Rodrigo is 2%. There's 2% out there that still hung on to him, even though he was not on a team. <laughs> I'm guessing it's people that probably weren't paying attention to their rosters, but I still think it's phenomenal that he was still somehow there. Um, but anyway, yeah, you know, it's um, they're one and a half point favorites uh, at home against the Saints. Not a great implied team total, only 23.25 points, but they may have a spark with DeAndre Hopkins back and Robbie Anderson in the mix. Who knows? Um, the Cardinals are probably going to Cardinal, but either way, it's, you know, it's an option there at kicker. Uh, either of those guys, whichever one ends up kicking. I like it. I like all of those, Jen, especially, you know, a little shout out to my Miami Dolphins. Uh, two is coming back and he's going to be phenomenal and I'm going to ignore all the other noise. That's what I've decided. So mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, Michael King has a question. Uh, should they block others and keep Matt Ryan or uh, by dropping him on Saturday? Uh, other quarterbacks are Dak and Goff. Uh, my answer is depends if you need uh, someone else. I don't have a problem blocking and uh, mm -hmm. keeping Matt Ryan until Saturday, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't do that at the expense of picking up a streaming option that you need at another position. Yeah, I agree with that because you're holding a. That's a lot of bench capital to be spending on on a singular position. So yeah, I wouldn't mind like getting rid of that. It just yeah, if you can, just try and scoop up like one of the like any of the I don't know hot waiver wire like running backs, wide receivers, who whomever. Or I mean, with bye weeks, I mean depending on what your bye weeks in the future looks like, be proactive like with your roster. So if you know that one of your tight ends is going to be out, or if you like your defense is going to be out like here soon or at some point. You know, try and see if you can pick up like another uh, another like onesie position so that you want to worry about it later. Yeah. And Deontay Foreman, you know, the trade deadline's coming up. Just just saying, you know, if Christian McCaffrey gets moved, Deontay Foreman probably is the one that benefits. Yep. From that. So. Mm -hmm. In my stash article that came out this morning. That's yeah. Read that every week. Jen's stash. He's article in is there. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh defense special teams. Uh, shout out Will who hates this. Uh, hopefully you picked up new England last week because they've got Chicago at home. Uh, definitely the right start. If you've got new England, uh, keep them active, but they are 66% rostered right now after last week. Uh, but there's also a great option this week, a fantastic option for streaming. Uh, the jets, the, the New York Jets, 6% rostered right now. They're probably available. They get Denver against Russell Wilson, who's dealing with a lat issue and a hamstring. And uh, who knows what else? There's all sorts of issues going on with Russell Wilson right now. Uh, her ego, yeah. Denver is dead last in points scored this year. They've allowed the sixth most sacks in the league. And the Jets are pretty healthy on that side of the ball right now. Uh, they got a shutdown corner in Sauce Gardner, which I love. And Quinton Williams is playing like the all-pro player that they wanted when they drafted him in the top 10 a few years back. The Jets are quietly seventh 
in team defense fantasy points this year. They just shut down the Packers, held to 10 points last week. And in the last three games, they've had seven turnovers and nine sacks. So uh, Jets coming on defensively, uh, if they can keep this game somewhat close, and uh, I don't think Denver has the offense to keep the Jets from worrying about that, then I think the Jets can shut them down, get some sacks, get some turnovers, and make this a low-scoring, uh, high-fantasy defense-scoring game. So go pick up the Jets. If you can't get the Jets, then I like the Giants. I don't love my other two options here, but I, I like them okay. The Giants at Jacksonville. Uh, Giants are plus two in turnover differential. They lead the league with seven turnovers by fumble. Conversely, the Jaguars have given up five fumbles this year. So uh, expect the Giants to be opportunistic and try to create some more fumbles. Uh, the Jags have nine turnovers total. That's tied for seventh in the league. Uh, Giants are tied for seventh in points allowed this year. They've done a pretty good job uh, locking down opposing offenses, including uh, a very elite offense in the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that game, uh, you know, it wasn't low scoring, but it wasn't the shootout that we've come to expect from Baltimore. Uh, they're not getting sacks at a great clip, but Kayvon Thibodeau is back and healthy and got a sack last week. So that gives me hope that this week they'll be able to take advantage of the Jaguars offensive line and the fact that Trevor Lawrence holds the ball way too long. Uh, and that's not a dig. I like Trevor Lawrence, but he definitely holds the ball too long. Uh, so I think maybe they're going to be able to get some pressure this week. So like the Giants. Uh, and then if you're absolutely desperate, no other options. I, I don't hate Chicago. Um they're at New England. I don't like that, but they've held opponents to 20 or less in four out of six games. Bailey Zappi looks good, but, uh, you know, still some potential for this to be low scoring and some turnovers to, uh, to happen. Uh, Chicago's giving the ball away at a strong clip, but they actually have eight turnovers themselves. So I think that Chicago has a chance of creating a turnover, keeping the score low if you're absolutely desperate. But go get the Jets. Absolutely go get the Jets. Uh Jen, I wanted to ask you about the Jets. All right, Brees Hall is turning into the uh, the the top running back rookie that we all were expecting and hoping he'd be. Uh, Zach Wilson, Zachity Zach, he uh, isn't putting up big fantasy numbers, but he's he's kind of he's got some plucky outings. Uh, he's got some rushing upside. What do you think about this Jets team now that we're uh, six games in and they're winning? I think that they're winning uh, in spite of Zachary Zach. I don't think that I don't think he's the I don't think he's the answer there. I, listen, I'm I'm excited for them. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Uh, my husband actually is a Jets fan, so um, I've I've kind of I didn't know, know that. Yeah, he's hmm. yes, yeah. We did the whole Dolphins Jets thing for about 20 years of our that's rough. Yeah, yeah, wow. it was rough. Oh, yeah. and, and they both were really bad, so we that's why we kind of adopted the Broncos because we lived here and we're like, <laughs> all right. But uh, no, I think that you know it's exciting for for the actual. You know, first of all, you know that my son's middle name is Namath. We've had this whole conversation, but anyway, I didn't know that. Look, I'm know? I'm very yeah. self absorbed. I forget uh, everything that's <laughs> ever that's yes. uttered to me that doesn't involve. Yes, me, my so. son my son's middle name is Namath. So that's that's, that's, how, that's how deep it it, it went. That's it, amazing. Yeah. 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 Um. But anyway, yes. No, I'm excited for the Jets. I Zach Wilson is just. I don't think that he's the answer, and it's frustrating because I feel like they were like fantasy wise. You know, the assets were were better with Joe Flacco. Now, all of a sudden, it's like Elijah Moore is useless. Tyler Conklin is useless. So it's kind of rough from a fantasy angle. But in real life football, I think it's fun when the Jets are good. I mean, I don't like them personally. I grew up in Miami. I absolutely hate them. Yeah. But I think that, you know, the league itself, it's fun, you know, when New York teams are good. And I think it's crazy that both the Jets and Giants are, are both finding success. I don't know how good either of them are, but they're both finding success at the moment. Can I admit something to you, Jen? Yes. 
I, I need to admit something. So um, I'm I'm over 40, and uh, I know you and I have both been football fans for a very long time. And the Dolphins have the famous fake spike game against the Jets, right? Yeah, of course. Which is an iconic moment. Dan Marino, fake spike, Absolutely. beat the Jets, right? I love Marino. I love the Dolphins. I kind of hate the fake spike. Why? I kind of hate it. I hate it as a strategy. Like I kind of oh, think like okay. they've created a game. They've created something for you. You know what I mean? You and then you you use it in like a deceptive way. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't I like think, it. I understand that, but you have to like the the original. Like that's the thing. Like when Mourinho oh, did yeah. it, it was phenomenal. Now I was again, jumping up and down, screaming right. with joy. It was that's it was a very same, good moment for me. It's the same thing with like the Wildcat. It's like it was really cool in the beginning, and then it became mm-hmm. the thing, and everyone's like, ugh. And now you know, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, we don't see the fake spike a lot now, do we? I feel like we haven't seen it in quite a while. No. I've only seen it once. Uh, but when recently, it went down, yeah. that was yeah. incredible. I mean, nobody, you know, but it's like, I don't know. It's like the Statue of Liberty, right? The, like, there's, I don't know if either of you listen to Wilco or anyone out there listening to Wilco, but there's a line in a Wilco song, the Statue of Liberty play, it only works once, don't throw it away. So it's like, that's the whole, like, you know. Okay. So I don't even know who that is. Wilco? I like that we worked Wilco mm-hmm. into the conversation. That works you great. You don't know Wilco, Chris? No. That's I okay. Know. I won't shame you, Chris, but Sorry. Wilco is a I good I won't band. shame you. If they're from Chicago, I mean, Midway, I would think you would at least have heard of them. No. They're or maybe, not... I, maybe I've heard their songs and I just don't like recognize like the band name. They're kind of they... like Americana, like singer-songwriter type. They've been around a long time. They're not new or anything. YouTube rabbit hole, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I love I love Wilco, but that's all this. Oh. Whoops, sorry. Yeah, that. Eric just chimed in the picket fake slide. Yeah, I don't like a fake slide either. I also don't like when the quarterback like is running toward the sideline, the defender clearly um clearly like like lets up and then the quarterback like zips over an extra three yards. I'm like, come on, man. That rule is there yeah. to help you. Yeah. There to help you, Damn you know? Yeah. yeah. I I don't I don't like it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't like it. <laughs> you you want the decorum, like Brandon. Like you, yeah. you want you want some class. Like honor amongst thieves. That's yes, what I, exactly. I want. Honor I'm amongst thieves. With it. it's, there we go. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for indulging me. Uh Jen, Chris, do you have anything else uh before we go for the night? I've got one more. Oh, I would love to hear it, Chris. It's it's like semi-gross, but it's all about the matchup. So right now, if I'm remembering correctly, and somebody go and check me out, like, like double check me on 44.com, adjusted fantasy points allowed. But the I have team up. that's ranked 32nd is the Las Vegas Raiders. Is that correct? In quarterback, 32nd, yes, Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah, so who's playing the Raiders this week? It is the Houston Texans. Yeah. So Nick, if you want, if you want to fire up <laughs> Davis Mills even though nobody will probably ever want to do that. They are coming fresh off a bye, and they do get to face the Raiders. So I'm just saying the logic is there for you to play Davis Mills. But I understand why you wouldn't want to just because you see the name, you see the team, and it's like, well, I'm not doing that. So <laughs> I'm just saying the, the logic is there, and I would I would back you up if you decided to do that. But that's the, that's my only other honorable mention for week seven. I love it. I love it. Uh, we'll just ask real quick about Eno Benjamin. Uh, I'm a little too much Burke there in Arizona right now. Eno's hurt. Uh, Daryl Williams is hurt. James Connors may be hurt. Uh, Keontae Ingram is around. They're playing the Saints. The Saints have pretty good run defense. Uh, doesn't look like uh, the last I saw, like James Conner didn't practice, so it doesn't look okay. like he's going to be there. But if they're already talking about, I mean, Rondell's going to man the slot. Uh, it's going to be Greg Dorch is going to be back, like rotating into the slot. So they already have like pretty much all of their short and interior pass catchers like accounted for. Uh, just 
I mean, if you got him, you're probably playing him unless you've got better options, but it's just, I'm not too terribly excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Um, So best of luck at the running back position to really everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> are getting back yes. to Jed's best mm-hmm. of best. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Chris and Jed. Always a pleasure. Thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat today. Uh, and everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can call us on Twitter at the Monday Mommy, at Chris Allen FFWX, and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks so much for checking us out. Have a good day. <laughs>